Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Inferno cast. I, of course, am Inferno Fox, the host for our fantastic video game related podcast, of which you can find on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, here on YouTube, as well as on Spotify. We got a fun topic here tonight. It's really uh, quite a, a re- really recent current event sort of topic, really something that is really uh making waves, I I guess you could say, based on a number of numerous news events as it impacts some of the ways that video games themselves are sold. But before we get into that, I want to go ahead and introduce my lovely and fantastic crew. And first, we've got Jason the 13th of the YouTube YouTube channel, Jason the 13th. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Not a problem. And we also have Jamie Owls, 87. She is my partner and partner in crime. Jamie Owls, thank you so much for joining us as well. Glad to be here. Also, we have Storm Rose Sky, who is the owner of the Twitch and YouTube channels of Storm Rose Sky. Storm, thank you so much for joining us as well. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. And we are happy to have you here. Uh, next up is Astromedes, the developer and co-owner of Second Place Games. Astromedes, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. It's the best part of today for me. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, we have Simbu Darkfang, the best fork knife player. He's the best. The best fork knife player and primary actor of Basement of the Dead. Simbu, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, boy, you're really going to put a target on my back online, aren't you? <laughs> you? Never would think to do that. Never would do that at all. That's absolutely not what I'm doing. <laughs> you just must, like, walk on sacred territory, though. <laughs> <laughs> Calling him a, the best Fortnite player. <laughs> he is the best. Uh, but before we get into our main topic, I want to go ahead and ask you guys. So we had last week off due to celebrating the wonderful holiday of Halloween. And I just want to kind of ask, what video games are you guys currently playing right now? And I'm going to shine the spotlight on my partner, Jamie Owls. Jamie Owls, what are you playing right now? I am playing Alan Wake 2. I'm enjoying it. The graphics are great um i wouldn't say i'm halfway through i haven't been playing games every single day but on the side i'm still playing super mario 3d world i have not started wonder but that would be the next mario game i'll play after i'm finished with mario 3d world excellent yeah the alan wake 2 is going to be touched upon a little bit in our topic tonight Mm -hmm. yeah Astromedes, though, how about you? What are you playing right now? I had a period of a few days over the weekend where I played a surprising amount of uh, Inscription, uh, a game I had played a bit uh, before. I invested maybe four or five hours in it uh, when we talked the last time, uh, where I mentioned on the last uh, cast a bit, but um played it a bit more now and uh it's it's really good it takes a very like strange turn some portion of the way through the game when it kind of seems like you've won the game and they layer this whole kind of weird um they make it appear like it's sort of like a found cursed game so like at at particular points 
at the very beginning when you first boot up the game you see this kind of weird like it looks essentially like a youtuber who is talking about a weird game he found that he's not sure if he's ever heard of this game existing and you get like another point where you can watch some like very short little video clips of this youtuber sort of between game modes changing essentially and uh, he basically talks about, like, you know, he's trying to figure out who else has ever seen this game. He claims, you know, it's based on this real card game, but this is the first digital version he's ever found on it. So he tries to, like, get in contact with the company. The company somehow finds him, you see, from another later video and then kind of leaves off there and puts you into the next part. But it's it's really good. It's just really um, the game mechanics themselves are deep enough. I think there's, like possibly some sort of like flaws with some of the uh, mechanics just in terms of like balance issues but it's a single player game so it's not really a huge deal because the game is really about like the mood and the theme and like there's a very well done uh sort of creepy uh overbearing like mood continuing themes of like kind of sacrifice and death that are going on throughout the game it's uh it it's really good. It's kind of it's more interesting than I uh, thought it would be. Even after before I bought it, I had watched a little bit of footage of the game on YouTube and became interested. So when it went on sale, uh, that was my excuse. And yeah, so I've gotten uh, much more interested than I expected in uh, Inscription, which I honestly expected to play for maybe three four hours and then say that was fun and put it aside. Nice. Yeah, it's always good to have those games that sort of surprise you and you and really help to to grab your attention. <laughs> uh, Storm, how about you? What are you playing right now? Well, right now I've still been going through Sea of Stars. It's been a slow, slow go for me because I've been really busy with work, um, which is good when you're contract and whatever, but I've had a full week of school last week and a couple of full days this week, and it's just tiring, so I've been binging a lot of Roseanne and <laughs> not watching or playing a whole <laughs> lot, but uh, Sea of Stars and, well, Fortnite, <laughs> because, well, the OG map is back, or, oh, yeah, whatever, the OG, it's been fun. Very cool. Yeah, it's it's nice to have uh, like the combination of the new with the sea of stars and the 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 comfort food stuff, with, which of course OG literally OG, uh, Fork Knife being back as well as having a really great TV shows too. <laughs> right, and you know, I've speaking of the comfort food, I've been playing a little bit of Animal Crossing again, slowly rebuilding both islands, which is another bit we'll talk about with the digital copies and hmm. oh how that has helped that community tremendously with all their stuff and what they did to us instead of giving us a real update you know but there you go excellent uh jason how about you what what are you currently playing right now uh played a little bit of my Discaea 7 uh got a little bit into the uh pokemon dlc which uh, my laptop is having issues, so that's making things more fun for recording. Um, mm. Other than that, just a little bit of Fortnite, and that's about it right now. Um, just those couple things. And oh, comfort food, I'm in the middle of watching shows and stuff. Uh, I've been shiny hunting on uh, Brilliant Diamond, or Brilliant Pearl, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, shiny hunting Palkia, so... That those are the main things I've been doing right now. Very cool. 
Simbo, how about you? What, what games are you currently playing right now? Oh, it looks like you're muted. You're muted. <laughs> Usual suspects. Uh, <laughs> Fortnite, Speedstorm. Um, recently, uh, the old Dead Island crew got back together again for the Dead Island 2 DLC house, which I have to say, if they're claiming it's a major story expansion, they... I'm sorry, Deep Silver. I love you guys. I love I love Dead Island. It's a great hack and slash, but for story wise, it's not a major story expansion. It's like almost an arena feeling DLC, because mm. um, you've got to find a lot of the story, and a lot of the story is told through like the you know collectibles you find, and it's like, well, yeah, you made like four areas, and we're just going back and forth between three of them for the most part. It's it, it's not a yeah they, like they not, kind of missed the mark on that. Would you say it's not worth the money spent? Yeah, for the DLC, I would say no. Uh, zombies are bullets are pretty much uh, damage sponges, um, even though they're level thirty, same as the play, same as us, the players. And it, I don't know, they they kind of missed the mark. That's disappointing. At least you got the, the 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 main game was still good, which is miraculous in of itself. The whole dev time between Dead Islands one and two. <laughs> well, yeah, seeing as how it was what pretty much canceled like four different times. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm I myself um I, I called on Simbu last on this because I'm currently playing Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, this is where Simbu's supposed to say about time. Um, cause of course this game came out in what, April? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it came out in April. I, for the, playing it on the PS5, uh, getting beyond any sort of the, any potential controversies or anything like that. Again, tabling that, putting that off to, to, to the side. The game itself is actually very very well done even even more so than what i would have thought it would be I ha definitely having a lot of fun i could see it being in the converse in the conversation for possible game of the years announcements or anything like that I, it, it, maybe not the game of the year but like maybe best adventure or or something along the lines like that because the nominations officially come out on monday so it'll be interesting to see what is called what and well, what what's going to be nominated and what have you? So, um, yeah, that, that's that's been a lot of fun, a, a great time. Uh, but next Friday uh, is when the remake for Super Mario RPG comes out. No matter what I'm playing, if I'm still playing Hogwarts Legacy hmm. or something else, everything yep. is getting tabled because Super Mario RPG will be the number one game. So, absolutely, yeah, you will lose me that weekend <laughs> to. Uh what fortnight yes i literally took the day <laughs> off uh I, that friday when it's coming out exactly if for, for our our friends who are listening to podcasts only simbu had the perfect reaction uh visually <laughs> yeah so that's that's definitely going to be the the uh attention for for me for i'll probably end up finishing the game that that weekend if i if, if i'm honest it's, oh. it's not, not that long right storm no not at all i probably if yeah, if it's in my hands and that's all I'm doing, probably same as close to because I absolutely <laughs> just love the original. So I am so 
freaking excited. But but don't forget, Storm, when you beat the bosses, if once you beat the game, you can beat the bosses again at a harder difficulty. They they come back for a second battle. Woohoo. Well, there you so. go. It can build up. And I have Yay. also taken off days to play games like that before. <laughs> it's gonna be well deserved. Yes. But speaking of games, I obviously going into our main topic, we are gonna be discussing the sort of death of physical media and of course referring to the physical games that you see here i've got a physical copy of the original nes version of dragon quest or dragon warrior 3 up to the current gen of the same game uh dragon quest 3 uh, combined with one and two I, I i point those out because of how you got a span of like 25, 30 years, and yet we still have various forms of physical media, but is this going to be the last the last system, last time that we're going to be having physical media for consoles? So, you know, we, we've known for some time that this is, this is kind of coming because there's uh, two versions of the newest consoles for from both Microsoft and Sony that were released. Obviously, disc, version and, disc versions and digital versions of the PS5 and the xbox series x being physical and digital and digital within itself and then the series s that's digital only kind of like what other what i kind of think of as like the clown car version of the series systems for mm -hmm. the the xbox um the, the why we're discussing this of course is how it was recently announced within the last month or two that walmart is going to discontinue selling physical copies of video games in their stores starting in 2024 and Best Buy is going to no longer sell DVDs and Blu-rays physically at their stores. So one of the things that I've noticed regarding the, the physical copies at the stores, me, me personally, uh, and, and Jamie Owls, you, you probably had noted that, noticed this as well when we've walked in, into like GameStops, uh, multiple locations um, of like of GameStops as well as like Best Buys and Walmarts the video game stock has really been shrinking and I'm, I'm noticing a lot more like empty floor space at all of these stores where the, like the, this physical media would be. So like, you'd think that they would have replaced that where that physical media was with, I don't know, like stacks of t flat screen TVs. Like you usually see on like black Fridays, but I'm not, I'm not even really seeing that at least not yet this year. Um, so I just kind of want, want to open the, the floor here just to kind of see what your guys' experience has been with these stores whenever you shop for video games and, and movies at these locations. Um, Storm, if I can uh, get get your feedback on that, just kind of what your experience at, with these stores has been with shopping for uh, physical video games and, and uh, media. You know what? Honestly, um, Target is my go-to. Um, when we... It's not surprising that Walmart is getting rid of them. However, let me finish the my thought on Target. Um, they're when I've been there, they're most of the time their stuff is out of stock, but they have good, normally good sales on video games and their media. Like right now, they have a buy two get one free, and it's video games, movies, and books, so you can mix and match those. Um, there are a couple on the list that I kind of want, but God of War is not one of them. The God of War Ragnarok, that is, is not one of them. So, and they're also that way for their movies, and they're my favorite go-to for Black Friday. 
uh, Walmart, quite honestly, I think what hurts their sales is trying to find anyone back in mm-hmm. their departments that can unlock the things mm-hmm. to yeah. get you the games. And I think that's what hurts them most because I've waited for a while and, you know, well, I have to go. So I've had to walk away from buying the thing there because there was no one to unlock a cabinet. So I also think they may have a shrink issue because, again, no one there. And if someone wants it enough, I'm sure those things could be broken into and Mm. whatever taken. But yeah, so I would suggest the Target is a go to for you know physical media they seem to be selling out most of the time but i again maybe that's because they get low stock i don't know if you know physical media is having a hard time with sales but at the same time you know they seem to be they seem to be doing well um they have shrunk their areas a little bit but they've making more room for books so i can't complain as a writer and mm-hmm. i like seeing their spread of books they have more anime related or like the the magna and stuff so that's kind of neat yeah it's, i i can definitely recommend the the buy to get one free sale i i picked up mortal kombat the metal gear solid collection and the newest sonic game like I'm like oh I can't can't pass up the the deal with the brand new games that just came out within the last month or month or three and like oh de- definitely recommend that that's and that's going on right now as of the this recording of this podcast that slash video podcast so make make sure you check and obviously with Black Friday coming up it's and, that, no, and by no means are we spot like this any kind of sponsored BS it's just <laughs> you know experience with the retailer yes yeah we're, we're, not, we're not sponsored by target we, we will be <laughs> eventually sponsored by factor because all youtube content creators end up getting sponsored <laughs> by factor and make sure that you get your your meals prepped ahead of time with factor uh, <laughs> i ate one today it was fine <laughs> fine uh, Simbu, mm-hmm. how about you? What what have your been uh, kind of your experiences with the, the the physical media at stores like that? Um, honestly, a lot of it depends on what store you're going to. Like, not just the store itself, like the chain or brand, but the location itself. Yep. Um, there is a Target out out here near by us in uh, the Yorkville. Uh, Yorkville area where their video game stock is very small. Uh, they have about half the size of the, of the cases that other target, like bigger targets, mm-hmm. like the one in Naperville have. So, you know, and same thing with even Walmarts, like um, the, the difference between Walmarts. Yeah. They're, they're overall cases may be the same size, but you look at some Walmarts, they have a lot less in those cases versus the bargain bin, $20, you know, under $20 cases where they use the, the anti-theft locks on them and stuff like that. Um, and then, of course, GameStop. I, 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 oh, and GameStop has been coming for years, even before they went out of business originally, you know, quote unquote, out of business. Um, let me, let me, let me, let me supplement that. Cause I got, I'm getting some dirty looks from a couple of you. Um, <laughs> but 
it was it was a long time coming. You slowly saw more and more collectibles and nicky nacky stuff mm-hmm. slowly slowly creep its way in. Um, so when it, when it comes to GameStop, when 360 and PS3 games went out the door, that's when a lot of GameStop started dumping a lot of inventory um, because there was a, a lot of inventory, you know, and PS3 and Xbox 360 being Xbox 360 being one of the most popular consoles of all times. Um, but you saw that like at that, around that time, you saw this creep in of all this nicky nacky, you know, collectible stuff and things like that make its way in. And it's just slowly been more and more and more. As you see me glitch out there, the physical media is going away to where now, I mean, GameStop kind of really doesn't have much of anything anymore. And, uh, you know, it it also is interesting when it comes to Target. Uh, I was going to say this with uh, Storm's comment. Um, you definitely see it's going, they are buying less and less stock for each location rather than um because you see some of the games like the older ones like some of the need for speeds that are that are sitting in there and they'll have stacks of games in the case for need for speed but then you look at a game that came out maybe a couple months later that game's gone but it's still a one two year old game but it's gone Uh, it's a lack of uh like that it's just a lack of purchasing the physical media because that's the thing. Sad but true. A lot of people are going digital. Yeah, and it, it all depends on like how often, like you said, how often are they replenishing the stock? Is the 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 safety stocks and everything being? Uh, is there a replenishment st- strategy that matches what the the sell rate and everything is? Um, Jason, how about you? Is, is has your experience kind of been mirrored to what Storm and Simbu have said? Oh yeah. Um, I pop my head into Best Buy every once in a great while. Their DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff has been shrinking every single time I walk in. (laughs) Every time it gets smaller. Walmart has been getting smaller and smaller and I have made Target my go-to for movies at least. Uh, Games, I pretty much still go to GameStop and GameStop has gotten more... uh, the collectible stuff which is pretty much helps them stay in like in business i did want to say one small thing to simbu's comments how much of the less stock is saved at their warehouses for online orders yeah because that's that's not not video game related but new cd set that just came out that collector and me needs to have for my collection you know is a Garth Brooks yes it is the Garth Brooks box set I Bass Pro Christmas. Shop only it came out today i had to buy it online because oh it's not in stock at the store that it's only you can only find it at but online they have plenty but yet it's not in stock at the store. Well, how does that work? You know, so some of that missing stock could be saved for online orders compared to being in store since more people are buying online. 
so, which is the hope, you know, but we know that digital media is the big push right now, which for collectors, it just is a sad time. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, it's funny because like, I've, I've heard of like different ratios to, depending on the, the different um, consoles and regions where mm-hmm. in, in Japan, if I'm remembering right for Nintendo, for example, it's like 60, 40 physical to, to digital here in the States. It's like 50, 50 for Sony here in the States. It's like 60 or 70, uh, to 30, 40 digital to physical. There's, there's more of a predominance for digital, digital on like Sony stuff here in, in like the United States. So it's, it, to me, that that's an interesting facet. Um, if you get things, so, so Jason, you said regarding, um, physical, you still get it like the greater majority from GameStop pre-ordering, right? For, for video games. Yes. I get most of it from GameStop still. Um, <laughs> what if they have, if they finally die out, it will be sad because then I will have to get online <laughs> like everything. Yeah, so like when it comes to do any of you guys, um, Jamie Alice, I, I I know you're a proponent of this as am I, but do do any of you guys order uh, video games at all from Amazon, like physical copies of video games? Oh yeah, I've gotten a few from yep. them. Yep, I Amazon have. I have... is my go-to, and then second would be Target. Uh, so so Jamie Owls, uh, what sort of difficulties have you run into with with getting video games from Amazon? If it's a video game I pre-ordered and let's say it gets to release a certain date, when that date comes, I don't get it that day. It tells me you'll get it tomorrow or two days from now. That is the only issue I have because if there's a game that I want or I'm excited for, I should be expected to get that game on the release date. And so far that has happened to me a couple times. Including books too, they happen to me with books. That's so crappy. I, I, I think that's indicative to the internal system of shipping that that they use. I, I I've seen a couple. Trying to remember the name of the the small documentary that I saw about how their shipping system works, and they're they're getting we or I should say we as the customer are getting what we pay for regarding the the, the shipping method. Uh, Storm, have you, you mentioned that you purchased games from Amazon. Have you had any issues like that with, with Amazon delivering stuff before? No, not on video games. Um, That's good. I usually have gotten the games after they're out. I've tried to think of one that I've pre-ordered and I can't think of anyone. I've honestly pre-ordered. Um... Not what? even the Super Mario RPG, which right now I'm like, hmm, I need to go do that. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but no, I've luckily not had those issues. But with books, yes. The books after the date and even I pre-ordered it, but got it well after the date that it came out. And it was a week or two after. And that was just BS. That's frustrating. Me, so. I forgot to mention one more thing I've had. It only happened once, but I pre-ordered a game and it says it delivered and never delivered. Or I know this happened to you. You got the empty package. Yeah, it said it delivered and it was one of those, you know, bubble wrap things. And the, the, the freaking thing was just empty. I'm like, oh, cool. So you gave me this, this package instead of a $60 Nintendo Switch game. Nothing. Wonderful. Thank you, Amazon. 
you know, there's a, one thing there's, I, Oh, I'm sorry, Simba. Go ahead. I'm sorry. There, one thing I want to, I, I'm curious about when it comes to Amazon, cause I've only done it a couple times and every time I've gotten the game on the day that it, you know, it releases, like it ships a couple days, you know, the shipping, it hits the warehouse. I mean, it helps that I'm not far from one of the distribution centers right there in Downers Grove. So that's kind of, you know, that, that, that helps. Um, but I'm wondering if it has to do with your pre-order number. Yes. Because remember, back in the day when you had to pre-order and physically go to a store at a midnight release, um, I, I will say for Halo 3, um, there was a, a special like bonus thing you could get or like some extra stuff, you know, like physical, like little, you know, collectible stuff you could get. But it was only for X amount of, you know, the first hundred or, you know, pickups. Um, similar to what they do at like prof- uh, professional sports games, you know, first thousand fans get, you know, the collectible, you know, El Belfour bobblehead. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? I'm wondering if it has to do with that. Like if you pre-ordered your, if you pre-ordered your copy months in advance, you know. Does, does that does, affect the order and, and ensure that you're going to get one of the earlier copies first? That's a good question that or um could they possibly be doing it by alpha uh alpha alphabetizing the uh pre-orders you know somebody with you know inferno and jamie owls your last name for example your real last name which i'm not going to say but you are going to be lower on that if they alphabetize it you're going to be lower on that list yeah, I, w- I wonder if it could even be too like it basically the entire thing is the shipping algorithm for them. Like, um, what if they just work it out? To... I- I'm going to cut you off, Astromedes. You can't talk unless your cat is present. So <laughs> you, you, your, your cat oh, has sorry. to be on your shoulders at all times. Let, let me hold the speaking cat. Okay. Yes, you must hold the speaking cat. Okay, proceed. Uh forgot what i was going to say now i got distracted by this cat um oh yeah i I was saying i was saying i wonder if it could be you know amazon's shipping algorithm is actually what determines it or whatever you know like they prioritize for their ability to you know ship them most efficiently or something who knows it's amazon it's a black box they do what they want and all the prices are fake and everything is made up about how the business works just like the points and whose line is it anyway? The, the points are all <laughs> That's made exactly up. That's exactly what and... I was thinking of. <laughs> God, I love that the show. The game's all made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, that show well, is so good. Anyway. The, the other thing is, um, like, because the reason why I bring up the shipping and all that is because you look at when you buy from Amazon, you don't always get an Amazon package. You can get from U- UPS. You can get from USPS. You can get from... FedEx here and there once in a while. And it depends on where the item is in relation to you and what's the fastest way to get it to you, hmm. you know, via your prime membership sort of thing. And, or what's the cheapest for them too? Cause the, ultimately if it's going to cost a lot to get one of the Amazon vans out to where you're at versus just having a FedEx truck, that's already going to have a predetermined route in your area. They're going to go with the latter versus the former. Right. Especially if I'm going to get something from the east, you know, all the way on the west coast of California or Washington state, they may just USPS it to me because, well, that's going to be the cheapest. And not only that, USPS may have a plane flying from Washington to Chicago, you know, in the, you know, the next, you know, day or so versus Amazon's next shipment that would get 
three days later over there, or they would have to specially fly, you know, fly out to Chicago to deliver it to the Downers Grove distribution center. Yeah. Fun, funny enough, I've actually had the best luck with USPS on, on delivering stuff like uh, uh, FedEx, UPS, USPS, Amazon's own cadre of trucks and personnel. It's they've been really good with that, but um kind of kind of moving us forward here um one of the things is that like there are a number of video games even when they are sold physically so like we're talking about getting like physical copies from like amazon or you're going into target uh where they're still heavily leaning towards like a like a digital only presence so like not only live service games like fork knife where like it's a pack like it's a case that contains skins or something there's no actual game inside but a code but also stuff even like destiny 2 or apex legends uh i remember i had uh i had i have a physical copy copy of Des- destiny 1 for the ps4 when that's that's like the that sort of live service thing and i'm also kind of talking about uh one of these yes uh <laughs> looking at, at, at jason here he's got a physical copy i had to pick that up knife for the ps5 <laughs> but there's oh absolutely nothing in it because <laughs> there's no game disc for Fortnite in general nope <laughs> that was just the transformer skins pack <laughs> so so like it's funny imagine that uh imagine jason holding up that that empty thing or even ha- having him open up one where it's full and it's a disc but the disc is only 75 megabytes that's Modern Warfare 2 that came out last year. Jedi the, the, disc, the disc is only like the startup. It just tells it, download the game and make sure this, this player is okay to, to connect online and, and play. The license checker. Yep, DRM. It's like physical DRM. Uh, other examples, like if you're a Nintendo Switch owner, uh, and especially a Nintendo Switch physical collector like I am, and this has prevented me from picking up a couple collections of games where, for example, like the Resident Evil triple pack, where it's supposed to contain the the OG Resident Evil 4, uh, Boulder Punching Resident Evil 5, and Resident Evil 6, the cartridge in there only contains Resident Evil 4, and you have to download 5 and 6. Yeah, uh, did uh, one of the Mega Mans do that too? Yes, yeah, Legacy Mega Man Legacy Collection yeah. 1 and 2, Mega Man X uh Legacy Collection 1 and 2 where it has one in in both of them but you got to download uh the the two of both regular and X. And like even that that upcoming Batman Arkham trilogy coming to the Switch, which is is great, but it only has Arkham Asylum. It does not have Arkham City uh and the third uh, Batman game which the, the title escapes me, which is so bad. Arkham um, so, uh, Origins. Thank you. Yeah, Arkham Origins, the 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 third one. So I'm going to direct this next question uh, to both Jason and uh, Astromedes. You you want to get your your cat cat speaking uh, <laughs> handy there. Um, so kind of want to le- lean to your strengths here, where uh, Jason, in sort of a collector's way, and Astromedes in in that sort of game preservation way. What are what are each of your concerns uh, as a collector and a, a game uh, preserver for the physical media where it doesn't contain all of the game or just like that DRM check or literally nothing? Uh, Jason, your thoughts first. 
uh as a collector those the those situations kind of suck um if you're gonna get a collection pack and have to download half of it that that's just laziness in my opinion that collection pack should have it at least if you're getting like the Fortnite skins i know it's an empty package that i bought i bought the code that came inside it at least I know that it's an empty package to where if I know that I'm buying the download, it's not as bad as that. Oh, here's one of the games and now you have to download the other games. Just throw them all in the same package. It's not going to change anything they do. Um, but, but yeah, I, I just I don't like that. That, that just drives me insane. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm I'm right with you there too. Like, I I want to have a nice, robust Nintendo Switch physical collection, and the idea that I'm not going to have all of that, like, let's say an EMP fries all of the online servers, and we're all stuck, you know, having to to game with offline capability. It's it would be nice mm-hmm. to 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 have that. Because yep, um, then as- you only got one game out of the three. <laughs> exactly. Um, Astromedes, how about you uh, on a game preservation? Uh, what, what are your thoughts? So, I mean, like it, it makes a certain sense that things are distributed that way. I mean, I feel like as early as, you know, like the early 2000s, we saw games kind of starting to do this. I think MMOs were like maybe an early example where you fundamentally knew that whatever you were installing, you'd have to essentially download a whole bunch of stuff regardless anyway. Um, so, I mean, like I can't, really blame kind of companies for wanting to do this it just makes sense from like an efficiency perspective and everything um i think like you know some of the problems it creates is it uh it encourages you know releasing broken software if you're literally just installing you know the downloader and runner you're even less beholden to release a complete and fully functional game day one you know than when you would be um you know, there's there's major concerns there too. Even uh, even before I get into preservation, you know, just people with people. The the negative side of that, of course, is you know people that don't have a great internet con- connection. You know, they save up the you know potentially even more money comparatively for them than some other you know more privileged people amount of money. They buy this thing, and now they're gonna have to wait you know four days for it to try to download over their slow internet connection. Uh, you know, over time, so that's pretty brutal. Um, and I think for consoles also, it really it it feels it feels more like a cop out for consoles somehow than for PCs to do that i think just because yeah. as the whole appeal of a console and i haven't had a console in a bit but as even though i'm a primarily pc gamer like what i like about consoles is you know i like the notion of dedicated hardware first of all for a specific thing and then like i like to the consoles are a lot more kind of self-contained generally where normally if you have the stuff as long as you have like a video device and audio device you can hook that thing up to it doesn't matter how old your console is as long as it's still in working order and you get whatever converters you need for the audio and video it will work you know in the future so i like that aspect a lot like there's there's definitely in terms of preservation you know it's a nightmare um i think what 
there's, and I mean, there are actually, you know, organizations like kind of trying to do this right now. I know there's uh, an organization called the Video Game History Foundation that's making an effort to kind of archive, you know, a bunch of old game software and stuff like that. Uh, they they even try to like reach out to creators um, where I think honestly, like that's kind of where the onus would be in a new in a you know brave new digital first world like i in the perfect world of perfect version of that world in terms of game preservation you know you'd have companies would literally there'd just be like some foundation or something maybe a you know some uh some government sponsored you know kind of art art endowment foundation or something that takes the uh you know master copies of these games which it's fine if it's digital if it's actually being preserved by an organization that doesn't have you know a moneyed interest in mind basically that's a complete pipe dream and impossible to implement for a variety <laughs> of reasons but I think it's good at least that there are some organizations out there. And I know like even the Internet Archive has a MS-DOS game software library, for example, where they've managed to kind of catalog and preserve um, a lot of stuff in that way. Um, and then like I think I think there's some like arcades that are almost acting as sort of preservation uh, places now, too, like particularly, you know, a place I know you've been Inferno Fox uh, uh, Galloping Ghost, a place I've been to a few times. It's it's like a really cool. It feels like a preservation site in some ways because they are literally kind of maintaining, fixing up, you know, and doing the necessary kind of maintenance to keep these things working. So they're, you know, uh they're just independent uh, uh, archivers by happenstance, essentially. <laughs> the problem, of course, with that is that arcade goes out of business or whatever, like so many of them do. And now, you know, what happens to the games? They sell them off. Individual people get them. Inevitably, some just get trashed or whatever. And so it's not. Uh, I feel like overall, it's like game preservation needs to like kind of catch up on the like digital aspect of it, recognizing that increasingly, you know, that's what we're seeing. Yeah. And, and I, I would definitely agree, agree with you on that. I think as a sidebar, I think the, we need to do a field trip to the galloping ghost arcade, the, the storm will, we'll, we'll have to fly out for that. Uh, but but have all of us go and we, we could like do a uh, I could do a filmed video and do a a, a main in, a Inferno Fox gaming video for it and we can have an a after uh, after trip sort of podcast discussion on, on how it went so that's that that's a fun topic idea but, yeah I love that yeah, I love it'd be that a fun one mm -hmm. yes and I'll just be at the Pac Man machine. <laughs> I there are there. lots of pac-man oh my god typically yes. yeah we went to one we have one in walking distance here it's oh, nice in denver so down the street it's a huge arcade that has a bunch of the old games and stuff so it's pretty nice. any racing games for me there you go yes <laughs> yep yeah and really the big thing with the whole preservation of games the one big thing that made uh waves a month or two ago is the fact that 87 percent of all video games released are critically endangered of being lost forever uh, and that's due to them never being re-released and the big reason for that is restrictive copyright as well as other issues with like it having to to replicate the gaming experience from where they were for, to begin with like Let's Galloping Ghost. There's a Castlevania arcade game where you have to use a physical whip 
to be able to trigger that as an attack in the the latter point of that is really going to be hard to to replicate i mean emulation can help and be a band-aid for that but again you, you get the whole legality of that aspect being murky at best um and and really kind of like looking at the whole idea of how much people have the, the nostalgia goggles for stuff like that at galloping ghosts and just nostalgia in general look look how the the player count for the uh, og fork knife maps just this past week and weekend where you had the the previous high being like 2.8 million people playing at one time being the highest for fork knife and then for uh epic in reintroducing the the original maps from when fork knife was first released obliterating the records and having five million concurrent players to me that speaks to not only the marriage of what it works now with fork knife and its gameplay style but also what worked back then and what got people into the game being sort of like that that thing reminding everybody hey this is why i liked it this is what makes it good and hopefully bringing bringing a newer generation like the young younger kids who remember playing it as really young kids being like okay this, these kind of experiences are going to be gone again what can we do to to sort of replicate that? And and Astromedes, you made a really good point that it, it's great to know that there are individuals and groups that want to try and and do that. I've heard of um, EverQuest, for example, if I'm remembering right, they've got uh, people who have private servers that people can connect onto to be able to preserve that online MMORPG experience. Yeah, like, there's apparently some really big servers running, like I want to say it's called P99. I've read about it. I actually read an article of someone who played a bunch of uh, EverQuest Now, uh, which they've retained in that case, uh, kind of the whole original experience. It's really interesting. Yeah, and it's it's definitely cool that you've got people who are willing to have those sort of servers to be able to, but like, what about for uh, Jason? You and I played uh, Final Fantasy Record Keeper, and that was a mobile-only yeah. game. And they shut that down here in uh, the U.S. about a year, year and a half ago. But there were a lot of really good core uh, gaming experiences in, in that. And before we started the the discussion, we had a little bit of pre-discussion. Um, Jason and Simbu, you mentioned a, another game um, that you two played together. What what game was that? <laughs> uh, the Oh my God! Why am I Rage of Bahamut? Right? Yep. It oh, was like right. a, it was like a, like a a car based. You you built the up you, like a small deck, and you kind of it was only like a small deck where you used like five or six cards at a time, and you battled the different people with those just that little hand of cards, and it was a fun fun game. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's going to be pretty much gone, gone for good. If the the game has been has it been canceled? Oh, Is this oh yeah, it, it's been gone for a couple of years now. Yeah, that's that that's a shame because there's really no way to re recapture that. Nope. Um, so really, that's the concern game preservation wise. But kind of getting back to physical media, I just kind of want to get a barometer just in general, not just video games, but as I mentioned, Best Buy not carrying the blue the Blu rays in the movies kind of like how concerned we are with physical media sort of dying out um jamie owls i i, I kind of want to get your your perspective on that i know you're you're kind of like a collector like i am with when it comes mm. to physical media so just kind of want to 
Jamie Alice, what are, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, so as a collector myself, I like to collect things that are based off of like my favorite genres or um, types of, you know, video games based on its history. In February of next year, the first three original Tomb Raider games are going to be coming out in a remastered version for the Switch. And as as how excited I am for that, I just really hope that they do come out with a physical copy because with Alan Wake 2 finding out about the newest uh, game, this, um, finding out it's only coming out digital. And as much as I love playing Alan Wake 2, I still wanted a physical copy because I, you know, that's the game that I wanted to play and looked forward to. I wanted to collect it. But unfortunately, it's only available during uh, for a digital version. And in a way, that kind of concerns me because all my favorite games are now going to be more digital to where I can't collect them and have them all displayed on my shelf and look pretty. So... So in a way, it's kind of concerning, but I do want to mention um, with physical media going away, like how long is that going to be? Like, is it going to be a thing where people are going to realize that, oh, it was much easier having an actual physical copy than the digital version? Yeah, and it, it also begs the question, you buy it digitally, what happens when rights are revoked? You bought mm -hmm. the copy, but... This has happened a few times with Amazon, uh, with some of their digital property where people bought like actual like movies and stuff like that. And when the original creators revoke the rights, even though you bought it, it's gone and you can't download it or re-download it. And, and uh, Astromedias and I were, were sort of discussing this earlier where this happens all the time with mobile games and the mobile device where mobile devices where you buy a game, but then it gets revoked from the from the store. And then sometimes you can't even re-download it if, if you accidentally deleted it or you purchased a new uh mobile phone or something like that, then you know you you paid the money for the game and it it, it literally means nothing. So mm -hmm. at least with having the physical copy, you're you're sort of uh sort of uh it's kind of it's placating in a way because like okay at least i physically have this the only way that viacom is going to not get their their money or something like that is if the, their lawyers come in and physically take my my copy of uh five nights at freddy's the, the movie <laughs> the, the game the movie edition you know what i mean like it, if i physically have it you know i can always I can always play it when, whenever I want. So my, I, and I agree with you, Jamie, I was my, my concern for, for that's pretty, pretty high as well. Um, Storm, you're, you are a definite media file. Um, I, I love, I, um... I love, love, love your videos that you have. Again, that's Storm Rose Sky's YouTube channel. You can catch a lot of her, her content about her favorite, uh, like horror movies, her favorite childhood, uh, sort of like, you these tv shows you might have forgotten from the 80s i, I so that like i definitely want to get your feedback what are your thoughts about physical media dying out in general oh it hurts because i too like having um physical copies of things that i really really love and let me tell you my experience with apple and uh, when we 
oh, when we moved, and be right before we moved, we switched to the family account and all of my music that I had bought was gone. I had no access to it oh. for a while because it was now under the family membership and we had to move it. I was losing my mind. I was so angry at them because music is one of the most, like one of the most important things to me, whatever. Um, I know everyone says that about music, but whatever, mm -hmm. I have a ton of it. So I had a ton invested digitally because there's some, some music I can't get because mm -hmm. a lot of my favorite bands are over in Europe and getting physical copies of their CDs is expensive. Yeah. I have done that for a couple of box sets, though, for Lord of the Lost. And I've also bought their albums digitally. I've bought Avatar's CDs physically and also digitally to give them what support because it doesn't matter. Artists don't make crap on CDs. That's a whole different topic with music and whatever so you know buy their merch that's where they make money um so as far as physical video games you know i want to have a physical copy of super mario rpg because i regret ever selling our super nintendo with that that copy i still wish we had all of that but you know whatever <laughs> so i do i do like the to have that physical ever in movies i oh god i have a ton of movies and <laughs> yeah. a lot of them will i now get the blu-ray dvd combo packs and a lot will have the digital um code and for the longest time whatever movie it is i will share with my friend um she gets my codes because i don't use them because cool. i have the physical copies so oh yeah I can, I can understand why the industry is going digitally, I guess, but I think they overjudge how many of us are, like the industry is deciding for us that we don't want physical copies of things when general, we want the physical copies because not selling as many movies or, you know, I've noticed the shrinkage of box sets that are out for TV shows. I'm glad they've come down in price, honestly, but, you know, I'm glad they think that we all just want to watch them on streaming services when we don't, because what if you don't have that service that they're on and if you lose internet and all that happy stuff. So yeah, that is oh, a whole bunch of a lot, but I do have strong opinion about it. I don't like it. Go with the flow of it, but you know, whatever. I think the industry needs to take a step back and see what people really want. Versus... We don't need physical copies or headphone jacks. No. Oh, <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. With, and don't it's even funny. get me started. With, with that point, it, I, re I really feel like, uh, uh, Storm, you, you both, you and Astromedia hit the nail on the head where they're not listening to the consumer. They're trying to dictate to the consumer what they think we want. And I hate to say it, they're, they're doing a really good job of it because if... People just, if like the kids just grow up and that's just how things are, you know, then that's, that's how that they're going to think it is like, okay, well, I, this, this experience that I had is for five or 10 year old, it's gone forever. I'll never be able to have it back, which I, I, which is why I'm so hopeful for the OG fork knife maps to be able to 
spur those memories for the kids playing it, you know, five, five to seven years ago to be like, you know what? I want my stuff back. I want to take it back. And though they can vote with their dollars and the companies will see that. And that's nothing new. I mean, old stuff comes back all the time. I mean, it's, that's part for the course. I think the nineties style of clothing and stuff is back. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think who else it I heard, heard that from, or like the 90s clothes and stuff stuff is back. Yeah, I mean, kids are wearing Nirvana shirts. Yeah, probably, <laughs> yeah. half of them maybe yeah. not even knowing what that means. Nirvana. <laughs> it let me, you know, I'm just going to cut back in to say I am a user of digital games. Um, and I think why Sony is so well is because look at the Sony membership stuff that they have for their online service. Um, my lovely husband did get the very top tier for me this year when we got the PlayStation. So, you know, being able to try out games and, oh, because I have this for the year, I have access to play this. So maybe I don't know if that counts with their numbers because there are a lot of games I have access to. And I'm sure other members or other, you know, PlayStation users will also take advantage of being able to download those and play and they're all digital, so and you're not you're spent you know, you're basically renting it for the year because I'm sure when the membership goes away, you no longer have some of these yeah. in your library. So yeah, and, and what there is that, that, but if you try it and then you buy it, because I fell in love with God of War and I will probably get a physical copy of Ragnarok when I get it eventually here in the next couple of weeks. There you go. Sorry. No, no, I, I was just going to recommend you to it, when that year lapses, uh, jump down to the extra tier, the the second tier, because the premium one, everything I've been hearing from people who have had the, the PlayStation Plus premium has not uh, been paying the dividends, but PlayStation Plus extra that has the stuff like I think Sea of Stars was added to that right away and it, it still gets good, good gets on it. Okay, that's um, good general general recommendation um simbu um did you have any thoughts thoughts on that just in general about uh physical media in like in general uh video games movies tv shows uh physically dying out well see here's where it's a catch-22 it's a you know a, a darned if you do darned if you don't kind of situation um nintendo gets away with the physical media and will for the long foreseeable future, I believe, for their first party stuff will continue to have the physical media because there is that huge collector's market for it. Not to mention the amount of data that can be held on each individual cartridge is enough to hold, basically hold the game itself. I hold here in my hands, which is apparently not showing up, <laughs> Jedi Survivor. On here, by the bottom of Calcastus' lightsaber, it says Internet Required. Now, I open it up. There is a physical disc. But how much is on this disc? Very little, because the game itself requires 155 gigabytes. Now, Blu-ray disc, as you know, some of you may, may or may not know, only holds 100 gigabytes of data. Therefore, they would have had to do something like one second. They would have had to do something such as where is my copy of Horizon? There it is. They would have had to do something like Horizon where you have the data disk and you have the play disk. 
Now, apparently, according to Big Corp, this right here is very expensive. This is the most expensive part of the entire game, which is why they won't do it, why they stopped doing it. Um, now, as far as like that, Again, when you're talking games like on Xbox or PlayStation, you're talking about these 150, 140, 170. I mean, what the new Call of Duty, Call of Duty Three, is going to be what 180 gigs at download or something like that at offset. Like it, it's a massive game. What you know on a set like on set, sets like that? What's the point of buying a physical disc when all it's doing is checking that I have permission to play the game? Yeah, there's no point. It's it's funny too because like between a disc or two discs versus the cartridge from Nintendo Switch, the cartridges are like so much more expensive than than the hundred gigabyte Blu-ray discs, and especially like a sixty-four gigabyte uh, cartridge for the Nintendo Switch is inordinately more expensive than the hundred gigabyte disc. And kind of going back to what Simba was saying too, like the, the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth uh, coming out, which is the second of the remake series, uh, is coming out next year in February. That's going to be about 200 gigabytes, and it's all going to be on discs. Square Enix and Sony have confirmed it's going to be two physical copies of of two like the multi-layer Blu-rays where it can hold 100 gigabytes each. Great, that's. Great. I'm glad that they, they do that, that Square Enix is, is thinking of, of old farts like me that want to have the all physical mm -hmm. all on the thing. But Simbu makes a good point to where it's like, OK, good that they're doing that. But a lot of times the, a lot of these companies just want to have that sort of savings to where, OK, the disc can, can do the DRM function to confirm the authenticity of, of the player. Great. Point the, the player to the actual download, download it off of. Almost said download offline. That made no sense. Download the, the rest of the game online, and you 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 can sort of play from there. If there is an EMP and it knocks knocks out everything, though, you, we're, we're all we're, we're all screwed. Yeah, but. and like that at that point, with, with games being so big, and you know, basically having a DRM in my hand right here in my system, if I don't have the game already installed on my system, it does me no good anyways. So why does at that point, and that's my where my question is, is why does it matter if this is a physical or a digital only? Now and, and again, the, a game well, like sorry, Nintendo, a system like Nintendo with the cartridge setup, where the game is on that cartridge, that is the game. You know, granted, I'm not talking collections, okay? As we all know, those are, you know, here it's all but Super Mario Wonder or Super Mario RPG. The game is on the cartridge, so the, you are, in a sense, preserving. And if the EMP, you know, uh, Matrix, you know, Scion bomb hits us, then you guys are good with your Nintendo. But with, you know, systems like the PS5 and the Xbox that, you know, are literally probably like this far underneath computers at this point, um, you can't really do that without really downgrading to like ps4 graphics yeah it, it, so like it we, it, it puts us at an interesting point especially with something like um gta 6 
GTA 6 is rumored to be at least at least 200 gigabytes. So it's going to beg the question, is that going to be, are they going to put what will be, it is going to be the biggest and the most selling game for whatever year that that comes out. Are they going to take the time to put that on two discs, three discs? I highly doubt it. I'd like to think maybe they're, they'll have a deluxe version that'll have that. Uh, but I, I, w- I would doubt it. I, I, and Simbu, I think you're shaking your I, head. You're agreeing with me there. No, I yeah, think it... it Oh, I was gonna say real quick. Right. I think that it'll all depend on if the company believes that it will sell and they can make the money off of it. To offset if they the can, additional costs, yes, because like Grand Theft Auto has a big following that I think they would gamble on making a physical copy. Where that could some... also be the exact kind of opposite motivation too. If they know the audience is gonna buy it. They don't care because you're going to buy it anyway. Exactly. That is true. You're going to get the game whether I tell you it's $50, I tell you it's $100, I tell you that you have to jump up and down and, you know, (laughs) spank your neighbor's butt or something 12 times, okay? You know, in front of the GameStop store at midnight. It it doesn't matter. Um, If you're going to buy the game anyways, no matter what. And again, with a 200 gigabyte download uh, game file, your physical copy is going to be this. And, and at it's that point, DRM. What, what sort of, uh, there's the convenience factor of digital only to where, okay, imagine you're switching between games. You got to get up, you, you hit the button to eject the game. You pull the disc out. Then you put the different game in versus just, you know, you're in the menu. You're, you're continuing to, to sit or lay, uh, on your butt playing the game and you just switch between games. You don't have to worry about the whole ejection thing. So there's that, that convenience factor. That's probably a part and parcel to people being okay with. Well, if you want to go with that argument, then let's go with the argument is to space on the system because then you have to get external hard drives to keep getting more and more games compared Mm -hmm. to the physical copy. You don't need to brings more money. For the company, yes. But if you're exactly. talking money, a physical copy is $60. Oh, digital, $60, but you get absolutely nothing for it. So it's not like you're saving money by getting it digitally. And, and remember, this this generation, either way, you're installing the game onto the hard drive. So even if it's mm-hmm. di- even if it's a physical disc, it's still taking up that hard drive space. Oh. Sorry, sorry, Simbu. Oh, yeah. Um, Cat, uh, a little bit of a rider on, on your your uh, your assessment there, Jason. Um, there are a lot of games that have digital um, digital only versions that give you bonuses for purchase. So, for example, the the uh, Storm will rem- probably remember this as well. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre game on digital only, you got five dollars off for buying digital. Yep. If you wanted physical, so it would be thirty-five digitally, forty dollars physically. So there was an offset of cost right there. So you had to pay an extra five dollars for the dip for the the hard the hard copy. But again, that's an online only game. So your your another debate's gonna be is online only versus single player experience. 
Um, yeah, and, and there's a lot of ones that have a, a digital edition where a digital all a, all digital edition where you get like cosmetics or you can get you know uh, skill points, early unlocks, things like that for buying it digitally. Yeah, and it's it's I feel like it's going to end up becoming a thing where it'll be a premium sort of experience, like how think about how albums are with music to where that that came back recently slash very recently and now it's a you look at it like oh it's kind of like a a premium thing i can buy a, a, my favorite album uh, symbol you're, you're going to be buying taylor swift's 1989 you know you 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 spend 30 bucks to be able to have the actual album so you can listen to your tay tay and and uh all the players want to play play <laughs> so you you'd be in good shape I think with you're confusing me with taylor Ash swift album Ah. I think he confused me with Astromedes. Ah. He, he looks like the Swifty. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I knew I was messing it up. It, it, it must have been the kitty. Have, have the kitty on, on the brain. <laughs> I think it would be nice if we actually did see, like, because I mean, I think it would be like fair if, you know, companies said, you know, here's the one. This costs 10, 20 bucks more, whatever, but it's got all the stuff on there. And then here's, you know, a lower priced digital only version because i mean at least the benefit there would be there are versions of the game that exist in the world that are the whole game so in terms of archiving you've kind of preserved that option and and you're you're talking about the limited run model of physical games basically yeah because i mean like the the reality is you know like i i'm someone who's extremely minimalist i don't like clutter and stuff but I recognize the value of, you know, having backups essentially. And that's, if nothing else, that's what a physical copy of a game, you know, can be. So I, I do sort of hate that it's going, going away or in, you know, most cases now, like just never existed. Like most of the games I play literally don't have retail versions. There is nothing physical to buy because they were developed and released in a completely digital, you know, fashion often by some smaller company, but even bigger companies, of course, too. So I do think it's problematic that those digital copies of things are going away. I think it's going to be down to, you know, the assessment of the companies, if it's worth kind of like continuing to offer something like that. And I think um, whoever mentioned it earlier, probably Simbu made a really good point that like a company like Nintendo, that's a very different decision-making process than another company, just because Nintendo does have a much more dedicated kind of collector market. Uh, so it's, it's very different, uh, decision when it comes down to like what the numbers are for each company and it's kind of unfortunate that it's you know in the hands of the companies to basically decide the uh potential lifetime of the products these creators have made at those companies or whatever so i think really like a, a lot of this like i feel like it's almost down to the developers of these things to somehow preserve an original copy and i mean when it comes to a company it's like that's intellectual property theft <laughs> if an individual developer decides to do that you know so maybe if all the developers hold on to the source code of the games they write and whatever physical uh things are associated with the games uh pass it down to their descendants if necessary and wait for the copyright to expire <laughs> and then they can be preserved yeah. But, you know, I, I do have one question, Astromedes, and I would like to ask you this. Um, it is very pertinent to our, our discussion here about physical versus digital. 
Um, in terms of glitch repairs or patchworks, um, look at, you know, back, you know, back with N64 with the cartridges, like it had to be, you know, the game had to be ready to come out. It had to be perfect, you know, very minimal, uh, glitches and patches, um, you know, or very minimal glitches, you know, in the game for it to come out, um, versus games like nowadays, you know, with this whole day one patch, uh, patch thing, you know, it, it, is it just more or less the reason physical is dying? Uh, a lot of it de- physical is dying is because it's easier for developers to put out a better experience faster by running only on digital and having the game, you know, download like the day before release to your system with all the patchwork that they've done since the game was finalized and ready to go i i do think it's you know it is even easier to do that when that's the case and they don't have to be complete and released on physical media but i don't think that's i think it's honestly just the uh raw cost of putting the product out that is actually the main sort of detractor away from that i think it's just an unfortunate bonus that the companies can basically even sloppier about how the game is on day one, because you are literally depending and expecting to download it anyway. Cause I mean, even if they did release the full game, you know, on the media, there's no reason they can't also offer a patch, you know, the next day or whatever, if they need to. So re- releasing the entire product on physical media doesn't preclude you from making an update later. Uh, but it does um, by having it be digital only it almost just encourages sloppier releases, I feel like, because you do have, because the thing is, I mean, even though you can't patch it the day after, whatever, regardless, it is true that you do have to have a much more locked down, totally worked and QA'd, totally working and completely QA'd uh, game that is ready to be what you hope is, you know, the 1.0 fully functional version of the game by the time it is released on that physical media. So I think it's kind of... I would say that's like a secondary benefit or maybe like a secondary motivator just after, you know, what the the just raw financial benefit is of not having to do all that in terms of the physical media. Yeah, because the, the only reason why I, it, 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 that question sparks my interest is because of look at beta testing um, for games like, you know, when they have these closed betas for Fortnite or they have closed betas for, you know, games that are coming out, they're done all on PC and only on PC so that these, you know, devs, while these games are being played, if these there's game-breaking glitches, they can shut it down, throw the patch in, you know, throw a patch in and then bring it back online again without have you know, without, you know, having to wait, you know, okay, does everyone have internet, you know, blah, 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 mm. blah, blah you know, like quick, quick source, rapid fire stuff. Yeah. And I mean, the and the thing is like, the reality is it should be people internal to the company doing all that stuff to get it to a complete and working product. Unfortunately, it's become like a largely accepted norm from gamers and people that, you know, to kind of like participate in the process. And I, I think the way steam a real like disservice to the software development, like world in general by handling early access and everything the way they do, because people don't 
all people see is that something's released, no matter how many warnings and uh, mm-hmm. uh, eye, eye bleeding walls of text you put in front of the user. If if they bought it and it's a game, they're going to expect it to work and they're not going to read any of that stuff. It's, it's so, like the, the, the Kickstarter effect, though, where people like like the idea of getting in on the ground floor. But like what you're saying, it's it's got that text wall of, OK, it's this is the whether or not this is early access it doesn't matter but like it's if you think something even like high quality like hades even when that was early access like a year or two or three before it actually released it still had the core engine still ran really well but it was obvious that there were were bugs and everything that needed to work out that the the beta testing sort of helped to 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 iron out but and for and for a small company it's it's a great option to do that i'm just kind of lamenting the like weird state we're in where it's like by doing by exposing people to software that kind of like isn't done on a regular basis like it makes everyone just think that it's impossible to make software that works (laughs) it excuses the big guys to to make exactly crap crap. like exactly simbu knows i'm gonna die on this hill of of nintendo and game freak making pokemon scarlet and violet the the way it is like i I see jason (laughs) over there laughing but like that that that's uh, it's I, honestly, I, I still feel it's an inexcusable how how they release that. But uh, kind of let's bringing everything sort of all all back here. It's the whole idea of physical media disappearing. It it is something that that I feel like the direction that we're heading. Hopefully, we'll, we'll see some sort of um, getting getting back to having at least both ways of doing things. I'm not I'm not encouraged, especially the fact that Nintendo's newest system supposedly is going to also have two versions of digital only and uh digital slash physical but technically mm-hmm. nintendo has systems exactly no i'm wrong i almost said it had systems exactly like that but the switch the, the switch light is both physical and digital you just can't dock it that that that's what i'm thinking yeah yeah so, i have a switch yep. light yeah, so so at least it, it it could take physical copies, but the newest system is is supposedly going to be a either physical and digital or digital only. So uh, and the PS5, the the slimmer version of it is leaning more towards the physical media being like an accessory that you requires an internet connection for you to use at least to start off to to sort of activate the the internal code to make sure you're not that you know you're you're not pirating media there so but i want to go ahead and thank my my awesome cast and crew we had a really good lively discussion here uh just sort of discussing the the ins and outs of this um the our, our cast and crew here of course is jason the 13th whom you can find at his youtube channel of jason the 13th jason you mentioned that you're having uh computer issues laptop issues is yeah that's preventing you from creating new content? Yeah, I realized I recorded the first chunk of the DLC and it, my audio wasn't working again. Oh. And I'm going to record the second chunk and my uh, recorder decided to stop partway through, start up again and stop again. So I don't know what in the heck happened with that one. So part two is at a couple of chunks and I got to figure out what to do with all of, <laughs> with everything. Yeah, maybe slice and dice Pokemon Scarlet of your uh, your uh, recording there, Jay. Yep. Like I said, the Mikey <laughs> laptops having issues. So, 
But it's taking a little longer to get the DLC out than I wanted it to. <laughs> that's, that's frustrating. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and then, of course, we got my uh, partner and partner in crime, Jamie Ells. Uh, Jamie Ells, thank you so much for for joining us. Always, always appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. And next up, we've, of course, had Storm Rose Sky of the Twitch and YouTube channels of Storm Rose Sky. Storm, um, do you, two things. I uh, just want to make sure if you had any last thoughts as well as uh, you had any future content coming on your YouTube channel. Or first, the YouTube channel I am going to be working on. Still, um, the history of Pac-Man is coming slow because it's a bit of a process to make a video and you know working mm-hmm. and all of that but um another part two to the top five forgotten movies and to work on um yeah awesome. so that's about it for that but i do have one point at you know with all these digital games let me tell you they are making an impact because um for the non-podcasting life i am a substitute teacher so I've been subbing for one school and today in that art class, there were boys who were drawing and I walked by and I heard Tilted Towers. So of course I had to come back and check what they were doing. They were drawing maps. They drew a Tilted hmm. Tower at um area. They had another area with that was just on the map, you know, before the OG came out. Um probably the Rumble was it Rumble Ruins? And Rumble they Rumble. even, yeah, they even drew Xbox controllers because these kids had Xbox um, and had draw, drew little microphone pieces on paper and tore it out, tore them and held them up to their ears as ah. they were playing Fortnite on multiple pieces of paper in the map. <laughs> it was great. They even drew hit points <laughs> over somebody's head that was worth 200 <laughs> points for that headshot. I was, it was, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> So there's that in Roblox. I've heard a lot about Roblox and Minecraft, but those did some of those digital games are are big and yeah, I just love the Fortnite stuff. It was great. Very cool. Thank thank you for sharing that. It's always cool to see how the kids are 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 playing uh, the games and everything like that, especially cuz I I was hearing that the millennial generation, our generation is the one that still plays the most video games and that Gen Zs and Gen Alphas are not playing as many video games as we do or, or we had. So that it always hardened to hear uh, kids playing video games. I have a, the whole retro bird get on my lawn I, idea or thought process when it comes to the game. So that's very cool. Yep. Um, next up, of course, we had Astromedes, uh, the uh, developer and co-owner of Second Place Games. Astromedes, thank you so much for joining us as well as providing your feedback uh in a dev perspective and to that end do you have any uh, updates on horde lord being uh ported over reported again i've uh, put a little more work in on it uh things there's maybe kind of sort of a little more breathing room from the day job so i'm hopeful that maybe in the next few weeks i'll be able to put that out it might be a little more than that because i have some personal life stuff that's actually good coming up that will be taking up uh, my time here uh, but uh, other than that, yeah, you'll find me online downloading everything and saving it to the biggest hard drive I can find. Excellent. Very good. Um, and then last and certainly not least, we have Simbu Darkfing, the best Fortnite player. 
not hearing any argument. As well as primary actor for Basement of the Dead. You can find Basement of the Dead. If you're in the Chicagoland area, definitely recommend checking them out. If you're up for a premium haunted house experience, they are located in Aurora, Illinois. Simbu, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, it's always a, a great thing, a great time to be here. Um, one one little final note, I didn't get a chance to get to it, but um, in the argument of physical versus digital, as you know, a father myself, um, I will say the all digital is kind of nice to have only because then you know, a little terror can't destroy the disc and then I don't have the game anymore. But uh, I do own the digital copy of God of War Ragnarok. And when it goes on like a nice sale, I will be picking up a physical copy of it. But again, it's nice to have that all digital library because then with good internet, you know, I have good fast internet and unlimited data on my internet. So, you know, I'm able to download and, you know, delete at will, which is nice. Very, very cool. Yeah, I, I definitely can understand it and appreciate that. And uh, two uh, two more notes as we get ready mm. to sign off. I, of course, this Saturday uh, on the Inferno Fox Gaming channel, I have, <clears throat> excuse me, featuring a top 10 of favorite original NES multiplayer games that I played and played as a kid uh, and are still good today. Uh, big thanks to Jamie Owls for your help uh, mm -hmm. with being able to, to capture that footage. Uh, and then it was fun. Yeah, we, we definitely had a lot, <laughs> a lot of fun with that. And then um, last but not least, just want to, of course, thank our sponsor Factor for, for sponsoring us today. Factor, and that's right. If you put in uh, your, your code InfernoFoxGaming10, 10909091010, you'll receive 1% off happen. of your Factor order. Yes, it's Factor, right, where healthy eating made easy get zero percent so off your order exactly <laughs> thank you so the much big for no us. for you <laughs> <laughs> and ho hope you guys all have a good good day good good week and come and join us next tuesday or next wednesday for our next podcast save all your games in a bomb shelter yes <laughs>